0: Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V Vinci, registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. I'm actually going to give a welcome because I have had some newbies this week and I've also had some internationals. We've got a few uh, New Zealanders that have jumped into the podcast and then jumped into the group. So I wanted to say a big welcome uh, like I normally do. Start with a bit of an overview, intro to the main crew. You know who you are. I love you all. But for those of you who don't know me, and some of you may not know me, I am V Vinci. I'm a registered counsellor, relationship and family therapist, and founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. I help people pinpoint confusion and chaos so they can achieve the clear, calm and confident life that they want. I am a passionate advocate for delivering good quality mental health personal growth and progress and my mission is to inspire you to live fully and authentically and tempt you to taste to chase your dreams even the scary ones so the community is all about learning and connecting in a way that is less formal than traditional counseling but completely underpinned by the principles that i work with in my practice every day in the last month, we have been looking at the stages of change. So, change really has been the uh, the, the um, you know the whole thing I've been working with the topic. That's what I'm look the word I'm looking for the topic that I have been working with. So, the stages of change. I introduced you to the pleasure pain principle, which underpins our decision making, which is what will begin our change. We either got to make a decision that we're going to change or we're not. So that underpins our first decisions. I then introduce you to motivation because what most people come to me and say is I don't have motivation to change and I I introduce the motivation that is required to maintain the changes that we want and the things that get in the way. So I looked at resistance and, in particular, it's old mate procrastination. So you will be able to catch up on all of those in the last two or three weeks, and as the at the end of last week, I mentioned that I was going to introduce something that can literally turn this whole series on its head. So I asked you, what if you begin to implement all the things that I mentioned and it still doesn't help? What then? You are still met with resistance, either externally or internally. The question then becomes, What if it's not what you are doing or not doing? What if it's not procrastination or perfectionism or image that stops you from making the change? What if it's the change you want itself? What the hell? Hence the title, Surrender versus Giving Up. What's the difference? Now, I've got to say, when I wrote this topic, like I I, I do my topics sort of at the beginning of the week, get them all sorted in my head do a bit of research, put it all together. But I've mentioned to you guys before that originally I wrote this set of topics six months ago when COVID started, simply because that's how this group started, pretty organically. It was not planned, which is why we have always been behind the eight ball, to be honest. But what I did was rattle off a whole series. If this crazy COVID crap goes for six months or more, What is likely to happen and what emotional process are people likely to follow and therefore feel? And I got down to, you know, number, I think this is number 28 or 29 or something. In fact, in my original list, it would have been 28 because I added one in. So when I got there and I looked at the the titles were just coming to my head and I wrote down surrender versus giving up. That's exactly what I wrote. And I thought, what the hell is that even going to mean? But I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go with it. And the most incredible thing has happened that as I've written my topics out, in fact, like looked at the the topic each day or each week and gone, does that fit? Is this where we actually are? Or are people telling me something different? Because to be honest with you, most of my information that I use to, to do a lot of these topics comes from the people in my office every week. You guys tell me what is going on out in the real world. You, you It either fits with the little list that I had or it helps me go, oh, I can see what's happening because that's what you guys tell me what you want, which is why I always ask you, tell me what you want, because then I work with where you're at rather than just, you know, give you some mindless crap that I spew. So. What was interesting this week is that people have been coming in in this real quandary about where am I? They're, they're presenting really tired. They don't know what to do. And I thought, wow, they really are in this point where when you, when you are under pressure or under um, stress for a significant amount of time, which this can be, you will get to a point where you just want to give in. You just want to throw it in the air and go, for Christ's sake, just let up, okay? Now, occasionally, we need to walk away from things. Occasionally, we need to walk away from a relationship, a career, a dream, or a location forever. So I often see this with my clients in practice, and that therapy space is different again. I that, that's, that's different to therapy where people are coming in with, my wife's an asshole or my boss's pain in my ass. It's totally different where they're coming in going, I know this is not good for me, but I don't know what I need to do. And often I can sense where they're probably headed before they are. And so it's often from an intuitive space that I can look and this and think, wow, is this a letting go for them? And you know what? without blowing smoke up my own bum, the sign of a good therapist, and this is what you need to look for if you are looking for a therapist or you ever look for someone personally to work with, the sign of a good therapist is that they know where you are, that they meet you in your space until you are ready to see something or to move yourself. It is not the sign of a good therapist to push you in a direction. So if you I get people every day saying, what am I going to do? Tell me what to do. Part of me wants to go, listen, you need to do this, this and this. But that's my personal space. My therapy space is I can't tell you what to do. I've got to help you sit with the really uncomfortable feelings that you've got and go through the head process of figuring out what you have to do. Now, If you go back to the first live on the change series, I outlined the theory of change. It's pretty simple. It's got three components to it. One, change the situation. Two, change how you view the situation. And three, walk away from the things that are not acceptable. We have essentially looked at what resistance prevents you from making the changes, which are often beneficial for you in the last few weeks, which really covers number one and number two of the theory. But what about number three? Walk away from the things that are not acceptable. What does that look like? This is the one that most people come and say, what the hell? Oh, I have to do this. I can't walk away. If only this happened, I would be able to do it. If, I would if. Now, if you have worked with me privately, you will know that I utilise a tool called the Riverbed Technique. It essentially looks at empowered and disempowered behaviours. And it's probably one of the first tools that I introduce to people across the board. Because what it does is it looks at the empowered and disempowered behaviors and what they might look like so that you can recognize where you are. So let me give you a little tip. The three statements above, I have to, I can't, if only, I would if, okay, that's four statements. But anyway, just forget about that bit. The four statements are disempowering statements to self and will lead to disempowering behavior. Okay, just saved you some cash there. In the case of those statements, the result is inaction. Disempowering statements are a form of resistance and can keep you stuck exactly where you are. Now, sometimes being stuck exactly where you are is almost as painful as moving. Think about that. Empowering statements and behaviours sound like this. I will, I choose, I prefer, I can. Now this is where therapy gets deeper. If you have the right person working with you, then they will challenge you to look past your situation. Your situation does not have to define your level of empowerment. It will certainly give it a kick up the ass, but it does not need to define who you are in it. What defines that is you. Now, obviously, some situations are shit, right? Go back to the mind body connection video or podcast where I shared with you the story of my personal situation with my son's cancer. It's shit. There's no denying it. But I also can't change it or leave it. So I'm left with only option two change the way we saw it and responded to it. And do you know what that allowed us to do? It allowed us to live through a shit situation. And that's the key. If you're not living and you're not doing then and you're in inaction, well, you aren't living. You're just staying where you are. And that is the worst thing. That's flatline. If I had a heart monitor and you were flatlining, you're dead. We don't want flatline. Now, why is this important right now? Why am I telling you this right now? Because guess what? COVID is a shit situation for a ton of people in personal ways, professional, mentally, financially and emotionally. There are changes going on everywhere and we don't like change necessarily, especially when we didn't ask for it. We actually all have the same choices that I did. Number two, we can't change it. We can't leave it. We can't even leave the state sometimes. We need to make the necessary sacrifices for a time, but still live during it. Now, that's super important, but it doesn't look at option number three. It still leaves us with option number three. Why don't we see this as an available option when it is on the table? Why don't we want to look at it? Why do we continually go to, I've got to change the way I see it, or I just have to change the situation. We try to skip number three. I'll give you the answer because I don't think anyone's going to give me the answer and it probably won't be the same answer I've got we don't see this as an available option when it's on the table because it still feels like shit yes option three still feels like crap and the bigger question how will I know when to give up or surrender so maybe the answer is to that is back to the original question what's the difference Surrender isn't about giving up, it's about letting go. And that's why it's painful. Basically, that's what it is. Surrender can bring peace. It can leave the door open for hope. It can change and it can bring new perspectives and actually helps bring new experiences into our lives. Giving up, on the other hand, can feel hopeless and like a defeat. But often what we do is confuse one for the other. When you throw your hands up in frustration and throw everything away, it can leave you feeling dark, empty or self-shaming. Surrendering might look like you are walking away from a project or a friend or a relationship, but it will feel like a relief. Sometimes you walk away for a time and after you've given yourself some breathing room, you might look back and know exactly how to proceed. Even if you do walk away forever, surrender feels much less like failure and allows you to walk away gradually to better processes, or to better process the experience and your emotions. Giving up feels intense and extreme because it's a black and white solution. Sometimes you've outgrown a person or a situation or the person or the situation has become so toxic that you have to walk away forever. But most things in life exist in a grey area. Surrender is an intellectual decision made over time after careful consideration. Giving up is often fueled by a strong emotional reaction. It can be quite impulsive, which is why it leaves us questioning, did I make the right choice? If you have regrets, then you've got to go back and look at what haven't I let go of? because you will either need to surrender or give up in a way that allows you to let go and feel relief. Surrendering is stepping to the side so that the universe can work its magic and giving up says, I don't believe in magic and miracles. Now, talking about magic and miracles is not something I usually entertain. But to be honest, remember what I said about words, about words being the key to seeing something differently. Whilst I might not subscribe to magic and miracles, I do believe in flow. Flow is a concept that states that when you are mentally, physically and spiritually aligned in the now, that our state of flow can open the path to our mind's eye and the powers of manifestation They can be the magic of the universe. It's the ability to create the change that we want. If there is a situation in your life in which you feel really stuck, the change you're seeking might come only after surrendering. Sometimes it's only when we surrender to the fact that we might not get something that it actually floats into our lives. And if you don't get what you want, Surrendering allows room for something else wonderful to enter in place of what you originally wanted. So surrender is acknowledging that you have limited power over a person or situation, and giving up could be a desperate attempt to exert that power and protect your heart. It can be controlling. So most humans like action and don't necessarily like to wait and be patient. I'll put my hand up for that. So forcing a conclusion, like giving up, feels temporarily satisfying because we're we're the ones within the control. We're going well. I'm gonna. I I choose not to do that. But in the long run, it can leave you. It can be feel like a hollow victory because we we have regrets and this whole question of did I give it enough time? What am I gonna do? Giving up on dreams that have been dear to our hearts for a very long time is devastating. And it may seem like a way to protect our hearts, but more often than not, it leaves us feeling exhausted. Surrendering is an acknowledgement that we have limited power, which can encourage us to use our free will and power in more productive ways. It's actually part of the riverbed technique, which is the one I talked about earlier. There's, there's That that technique is actually set in the grief model. And I'm actually going to do some um, a topic on... Well, I suppose an element of grief, it's gonna be coming up in the next few weeks. In fact, just before Christmas, because we all know that Christmas ain't all it's cracked up to be. So when I'm working with grief, people often think that it's about death, you know, or oh, they've lost somebody. But do you know that a lot of the, the work that I've done with grief recently, if I've, if a marriage ends and I've worked with a couple, Uh, And I've actually got a pretty good track record with couples. I've got to say I've had very few couples that have worked with me who don't pull through, right, which is an absolute privilege for me. But that also will tell you the calibre of uh, integrity it takes for a couple to work with me sometimes because I'm pretty blunt. We go straight in. There's no, let's fluff around with the bullshit. It's right. We're going to tip that shit bucket up and we're going to have a look at what's inside of it. We're going to pull it apart, pick it apart so that I can help you own the shit and move past it. Right? So couples working with me, it's pretty intense, but the success rate has been really quite high. And I really love that. But part of what is involved in that shit bucket being turned out, is that you've got to look at the loss of the dream that they once had for this marriage. There's a dream that we attach to um, relationships at times. And if you've worked with me privately, one of the things I always say is when I go, oh my God, if I could get Disney, I would give him a slap. Disney pisses me off sometimes because our concept about relationships is all love and fucking ruses. That's, That's not the reality of a relationship. There is no Prince Charming. And Prince Charming, let me tell you, still shits in the morning and leaves his frickin' undies on the floor. So um, Walt Disney didn't put that into the fairy tale. But there is a big element of grief around the loss of a marriage, not necessarily the marriage, but the loss of the dream that came with that. So when I talk about magic and the way that we dream and the importance of those dreams, the loss of them is just as intense as the excitement in having them. So surrender is admitting that you might not have all the answers and there could be another way. And giving up shuts down new possibilities. So one way to approach surrender is to say, let's look at this from a new angle. It may not be the object of your desire you need to give up, but the way you have gone about trying to acquire it, surrendering Always involves putting something on the back burner so you can reevaluate not only your dreams but also your methods. You may not need a new dream. You might just need a new way of finding it. That's perspective. I work with perspective every day. I love it. Surrender invites the universe to bring grace. New people and new opportunities into your life and giving up can block the flow of new things in your life when you give up on something it's like turning off a water faucet you are telling yourself in the universe that you are no longer interested it's a powerful act of free will but remember if you give up on something you can always change your mind i tell my clients that the universe gives us many second chances as we need the refla- the relaxed flexible attitude of surrender encourages you to see the opportunities The grace and the new people in your life when they appear because flow continues. Surrender involves continuing to take action steps when appropriate while giving up means shifting all your energy elsewhere. This one is super, super important. Continuing to take action steps where appropriate. This can explain my earlier statement of disempowering statements and behaviours resulting in inaction. When we do nothing, we go nowhere. Surrendering shows you are open to this being a timing issue and giving up says it's now or never. This one definitely fits with this year's crazy times, especially now. Many people are wanting to see family at Christmas because it's what we do. It's what we have always done. It will continue to be what we do. However, the timing issue right now not allowing it to take place in some places, not only here in Australia, but all over the world. Surrender says you are open to the fact that we will overcome this state of affairs, just like the world has overcome situations gone by, but that things aren't coming together just yet. Giving up and thinking that we are being kept from loved ones can make you feel like a victim, which is depressing and disempowering. So why won't we surrender at times? Well, First, bloody scary, and secondly, in some ways, we have been conditioned to the old saying, never give up. Now, whilst never give up can be motivating, blind persistence can be exhausting and a completely useless quest. When something unjust happens, we try to make things right, which is not only out of our control, but sometimes our attempts to fix negative situations can just make matters worse. Have you ever wasted time and effort trying to stay in touch with people from high school or old colleagues who have absolutely no interest in keeping up the friendship? They just don't want it. Why do we persist? It says more about you and what you need to look at on an internal level than it does about the external behavior you are getting from these people. In my world, I see countless individuals and couples stay in toxic and troubled marriages where one or both parties do not want the relationship but are afraid to let it go. They're afraid to surrender to something new simply because they don't know what the new is. And I often say to people, that's great. New means you can create it. It hasn't happened yet. It's a blank story for you to make. Sometimes it's imperative that you give up. So how do you know when it's time to give up? Well, I've put together three signs that might help you decide. Number one, hang on. Before I start on them, I've got a few comments here. What have I got? Of course, it, uh, I'm cracking up here, Prince, Prince. Oh, so obviously my little uh, Walt Disney Prince Charming comment has made everyone have a giggle. But ladies, we know Prince Charming still shits and leaves his undies on the floor. We all know it. It was Disney that gave us a bullshit story. I'm just giving you the reality. So let me go back to my very meaningful conversation here. Okay. The tips, the three signs that will help you decide if you need to look at, so and I'm not going, don't go in there and start throwing shit away and going, yep, V said give up. No, no, V didn't say that. V said have a look at it. Assess it. Don't be impulsive assess it okay so number one your quest to solve a problem takes over all aspects of your life if you feel that you're not enjoying life to the fullest because you can't stop thinking about your situation it's time to reconsider the reasons you continue trying ask yourself what would your life be like if you stopped trying Notice the first feeling that arrives when you ask this question. Is it a feeling of freedom or exhilaration? Then it's a sign that you're ready to give up. If you think about that and feel a sense of relief, then you've got to really look at that. Number two, you aren't able to visualize a positive outcome. If you continue working to achieve a goal and yet it seems like an impossible dream to be successful, you will sabotage your own efforts. In a quiet place, you've got to contemplate the end picture of your goal in detail. Can you clearly see the resolution of your problem? Can you see yourself succeeding and feeling good about your success? If not, it's a good idea to reassess your commitment to the goal or the goal. If you're dreaming about a fairy tale ending to a relationship issue and your rational mind gives you a million reasons to keep trying, but your inner voice tells you there is a very small chance of success, then relook at it. And flip that example around too. If your rational mind is telling you a million reasons to leave, but your inner voice says maybe it's not them, it's you, look at it. Okay. Number three, nice and simple, you start to feel shit about yourself. Not being able to achieve your goal might result in self-doubt about your abilities. Now, self-doubt can be a driver. Remember, go back to the topics on self-doubt. However, if you start turning your lack of achievement into shaming yourself as a person, then you need to look. You need to question it. Reach out to a therapist and dig deeper. This is particularly relevant in relationships. If you are the only person who initiates contact with a friend or the only one who takes action to improve a relationship, it's unlikely that the relationship will thrive or even survive. Letting go of the relationships in which you're the only person invested will produce temporary pain. But once you've overcome the negative emotions and you've dealt with them, you'll be able to welcome loving and uplifting people into your life. There was something I was going to say about that, actually. Hang on. Oh, that's right. It's another Disney concept for you. BFF, best friends forever. I call bullshit. It's not best friends forever. It's nothing lasts forever. There is nothing that will last forever. This top will not last forever. I will not last forever. I know, d- devastating, but you will not last forever. Nothing lasts forever. I've actually brought this concept into my kids for school because when they're younger, and even in teenagers, I want to have a best friend. I'm going to have a best friend forever. No, you'll have a best friend for now. Have a best friend for now because friends change. Friends change. There's a really cool... Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, you can Google this because I, I haven't I haven't researched this. It's all ad-lib now. What, there's a really cool song, saying about friendships, and, and it, it matches with the seasons, that some friends will come in like spring, and some will be like summer, some will be like winter. They're going to show us something really shit, and then they're going to leave us in the frickin' cold. Then we've got autumn. It's rebirthing. There's lots of stuff. It's a really cool little saying. If I can find it, I will post it into the group. But... That's what friendships are. They evolve. They change. Making the decision to give up might not be easy, but it will open the door to fulfilling and joyful life experiences. Letting go can help set you on a path of learning, of growth and expansion. To give up is to stop believing. It's admitting that you do not care about the outcome. Surrendering is caring about the outcome while acknowledging that you do not control the process and ceasing your resistance. Control is the key. You gotta ask yourself, where do you find yourself in conflict because of control, not resistance? Now, that's what I'm leaving you with. Have you guys got any questions before I go? So, Sue, what did you put in? Seasons, reasons, lifetime—beautiful. I love it. That's exactly what it is there. Every friendship will re- be like a season to us. It will give us something. It will give us a lesson. Sometimes there'll be a lifetime. I've got a couple of lifetime friends that have been around since kindy, but very few. And you know what? Those friendships have evolved. There has been conflict. There has been tears. There have been sadness. There has been absolute hilarity there have been so much fun that it was too much fun, but they evolved. And the, the thing was that we, we all evolved, the people in those friendships, we evolved together. Because otherwise, the difference between, if this is a friendship and you grow at similar rates, you're not bloody twins, you're not going to grow identically, but you grow at similar rates. If one goes and the other doesn't, that distance is your level of conflict. And so sometimes you've got to let go to have your growth Or they will catch up so think about is there anything that I am holding on to for dear life that maybe I need to let go of have a look you guys are awesome I can't remember what the topic is next week but we will post it there somehow and if I do find the thing seasons reasons lifetime then um, I will post it anyhow Have a great night. I will see you next week. Bye.